you've probably heard about VR and floating and mixing the two. Well, today we are talking to Sarah Hill about her company, Helium, and how they are using VR in conjunction with floating, not actually in the float tank, but before or after. And Gloria is actually an investor in this company. So it's going to be a cool one to talk to Gloria and Kim talking with Sarah about actually creating the business and what this actually does and how it could potentially enhance the float or enhance the experience of people coming into your float center. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Helmbot, of course. Helmbot is now doing a really easy report for gift cards. Super cool that you can go in there and just see how much outstanding balances you have. Maybe coming up to the holidays, you're curious about that. And this just makes the reporting super simple. So check it out. Just another update to all the updates that are constantly coming in for Helmbot, the software designed from the ground up for float centers. Definitely check it out. And if you're not already signed up for Helmbot, what are you waiting for? Schedule a tour. There's no risk. It's super It's super easy. Don't take my word for it, really. Uh, have them walk you through everything. Ask all the questions. Uh, there's a reason so many float centers are using Helmbot. It's because it works. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Helmbot.com is where you want to go. Also, big shout out to the FTA. I hope you guys were able to join if you're listening uh, the day of here as this episode episode is released. I hope you were able to join in on the FTA discussion on the powder keg method hosted by Jonathan Rogue of the FTA. And uh, Matthew Phillips was also in there. Just a really interesting discussion on marketing and education on marketing and including getting into some of that background Facebook stuff that can be a little intimidating. But yeah, how to get those sales going. This is what the FTA is doing. They're trying to enhance your business. They're doing their part to make sure that this community thrives. And uh, I encourage you so strongly and passionately, truly believe I want you to sign up uh, to be a member of the FTA as well. Help support the FTA while the FTA is doing so much to support our float community. Thank you so much for signing up. I really feel like it's our duty as part of the float community is to, to put back in to, uh, to the Float Tank Association. Also, if you aren't already aware, Art of the Float now has a store. Check out shop.artofthefloat.com and see all the sweet swag we have for you, whether it's t-shirts, mugs, or mostly currently digital marketing materials, uh, videos, photography, testimonial videos. Uh, there's, there's cool stuff. Head out to shop.artofthefloat.com and chickity check it out. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. I'm so happy I nailed that line on the first try, Kim. I did did. pretty well, didn't I? Yeah, Dylan would be (laughs) proud. So uh, I want to share something. I tried meditation via VR years ago, but it just wasn't quite ready. How about you? Have you ever tried VR via or meditation via VR? Not with VR. I've done a ton of meditation apps and, you know, I have the, um, oh my gosh, I suddenly blinked out, of course, right when when you asked me the question, the headband um, Muse meditation. Um, And I've done, you know, tons of things that have some sort of like an artificial intelligence or the biofeedback sort of stuff. And I I love using that, but I haven't gotten to pair it with um, any kind of VR just yet. So I'm, I'm curious to learn more. 
Well, it's funny because tonight we have a guest that's going to teach us a lot more about this. And the biofeedback is a very important part of it. So uh, Sarah Hill joins us tonight. Sarah, welcome to Art of the Float. Have you heard of our podcast before? Of course. <laughs> Good answer. Every Good answer. <laughs> and I, I, I love it. And I'm excited to be with you here today to, to talk about some of this new technology. Terrific, terrific. And, and just so that everybody knows, you have been exposed to the float industry uh, in the past, and I'll let you go into it, but you had somebody from your company, Helium, participate at the float conference this year. So first of all, before we get into that, tell us who Sarah is. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Sarah is a former television journalist. I spent decades in the media business. Uh, inside a box telling video stories. So as a television news reporter, I covered a lot of trauma, rapes, murders, homicides. We went in with the trauma teams in the aftermath of the tsunami in Sri Lanka and Indonesia. Ultimately developed helium and sleepium for me, as well as the millions of people who want to sleep better and struggle with anxiety. Wow. Amazing background. That's extremely impressive. How long ago was that, Sarah, that you worked in that field and then transitioned to being the CEO of Helium and founder? So I've been out of television for almost a decade. It's surprising. It doesn't seem like that long, but um, it was a great, great career. And I'm a story nerd. Uh, and a technology, a technologist. And so helium is a manifestation of storytelling uh, with your body's electricity, in a sense, where you are able to see your emotions displayed inside these immersive stories so you can learn learn to, to self-regulate. And my beat was covering a lot, a lot of veterans and us. Uh, as a reporter specifically terminally ill and uh, aging veterans and did a lot of stories about honor flights. If you're familiar with those, those are real physical flights that take veterans to see their memorials in Washington, D.C. And what we found in uh, those stories is that some of these veterans weren't able to travel. And so as video technologists, we came up with a, a solution for them, which was virtual reality stories inside these headsets where they could feel like they were at the World War II, Vietnam, Korea, and and women's memorials. And through that process, noticed that VR appeared to be impacting the veterans' physiology. They weren't just watching these experiences. They were absolutely feeling them. And that led us on a process to do a bunch of testing to see how different kinds of content in AR... And, and VR impact the user, and can we create that content in a way that actually has an impact on brain patterns, heart rate, mood, sleep? And the answer to all of that is yes. Your media diet, uh, just as you consume food, you also have a, a media diet that you consume with your eyes. And if you're constantly bombarding it with things in your social media feed or, you know, what you watch on Netflix, you need that information to keep you safe, to know who to vote for, who to vote vote against, to know is there a tornado, am I living next to a child molester, you need all of that information. But if your media diet is only that, 
and you don't have positive fiber in that diet that you're consuming with your eyes, that'll make you sick. And that's what leads to panic attacks and anxiety and insomnia. So we just developed a, a tool to improve your media diet through immersive storytelling with neuro and biofeedback. That background is really inspiring. I really did not connect those dots. I've talked to you a few times just to give context. So uh, I met Sarah recently through another group and I was very intrigued with this technology because some people in the industry know way back in the day, Sarah, I think it was 2016, I was dabbling with trying to measure your biofeedback by way of heart rate, heart rate variability, and correlating it to your float appointment. So I had these little experiments going on. I don't know how much people know, but I mean, I was literally working with a healthcare incubator to try to collect this data. And so when I saw that this was out um, with you, I really wanted to learn more. Kim had mentioned an experience using the Muse headband before. And we also dabbled in that technology. So, Kim, what was your experience? What Did you ever bring that into your float center? Just curious about that your was, experience with that. Yeah, that was my intention. Um, I bought a headset just so I could kind of get familiar. And personally, um, it took a while to get the learning curve, um, mostly of just getting it fit on my head. Um, and so while I loved it and there were times that I would do, you know, 60, 90 day streaks, uh, using that headset, I found that it was just so finicky that sometimes I got really, really frustrated, like trying to put it on. And so I didn't feel comfortable bringing that into the center, but, um, I would still love to, to find something, you know, that's like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like curious about how that could work. Um, pairing it with floating and learning all of that. It sounds like something that's, you know, possible and, and what I'd love to know, like what makes it different. And um, so I'm, I'm soaking it in over here. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, I'd love for you to give us an understanding of, you know, yeah. how it's evolved from this idea of, uh, you know, what we were describing in the, in the float center, but your technology really brings this connection of true biofeedback and it sounds like you did a bunch of experimentation so how has how has the timing of your company come to be where you know it's great timing because i think there's adoption finally of vr right we're back in 2017 it was a strange phenomenon for people right so just how, how did you get to the point where you actually were launching a company from your experimentation it was a very long process. Uh, matter of fact, we did years of EEG brain map testing, and, and we, we still do it. And, you know, it's been uh, almost six years. So every piece of content we create, we study to see how does it impact brain patterns and heart rate. And some studies uh, uh, that we've conducted that externals, uh, entities have conducted have actually been been published in, in six peer reviewed journals. So in, in those publications, uh, helium is, is mentioned as a way that quickly downshifts the nervous system, reduces anxiety, and improves mood very very quickly. And so it was not a linear path in any way, um, which you know it started essentially from trying to find a solution for those veterans, noticing that the technology in a very unique way impacted their physiology, 
doing brain maps to discover what's going on with their physiology. And then um, uh, teaming up with my co-founder to discover how can we uh, create this content in a way that allows the user to become more self-aware of what is going on uh, in, with their brain patterns and, and with, with their heart rate. But it happened over a number of years. And let me tell you, integrating brain patterns and heart rate via consumer wearables, and we're hardware agnostic. So yeah. we don't make any of the wearables. Um, you know, y'all go g- get whatever wearable you use, bring your own wearable, uh, BYOW, and you can plug it into Helium. We're adding new wearables all the time. So uh, essentially anything that, that captures data, uh, we can create content out of it and, and make it make it spatial. But it was a, a, you know, a very long process, and it's not easy to do to integrate the body's electricity inside these experiences. Not only does it, you know, turn traditional flat 2D storytelling through the filter of a, of its fixed rectangle on its head, but there are also, you know, a lot of technical challenges that we had to overcome uh, in order to uh, educate users about how they can experience content in, in immersive content in a new way so can you kind of describe the whole process on how somebody starts with helium just kind of the user experience in terms of mm-hmm. facilitating it for someone so we encourage people to start if you've never experienced virtual or augmented reality before without a wearable and that is, when I say wearable, I mean a smartwatch or an EEG headband. Um, inside the goggles, if you've, you've never been in virtual reality before, just start there. Put it, put it on your face and uh, you know, instantly, passively watch the experience and get used to what that's like. Get used to how, if you turn your head side to side, that you're in a bubble of, of video. Uh, get used to, on a mobile device, what it's like to tap uh, the floor or tap something and, and have it spawn a 3D asset uh, inside your environment, just on your mobile device if you, you don't have goggles. And so you can start by downloading our app that's on iOS or Android, and that will get you a free version of, of Helium in augmented reality. And then if you have goggles, you can choose to uh, upgrade to virtual reality. And once you get the hang of that, then it is time to uh, train. And when we say train, uh, we mean uh, importing heart, heart rate or, or brain pattern data that you can actually you know, see and become more self-aware of what your brain patterns or heart rate are doing inside those experiences. And most of us have never seen our brain patterns displayed in near real time. It's, it's a, a muscle or an organ, you know, that, that we have never had the opportunity to actually see to know, am I doing it right? And so if you've never seen that before, it can be uh, awkward at first, mm-hmm. much as, you know, you first rode a bike, uh, you know, you didn't how to know how to operate. It's like, you know, how, is, how do I control that firefly that's on, on, on the screen? But it takes practice. 
uh, and repetitions like like anything else, and then you become more self aware of what you need to do with your own internal state, whether it be with your with your breathing, with your hands on your lap, with your posture, with your facial expressions uh, that can uh, see a, a, a response and, and interrupt that stress response so like any other physical fitness practice this is just mental fitness that allows you to see have a relationship interact with your wearable data and it's not just a flat number on your wrist or on a mobile app it's actually a solar system that you can lighten and darken It's butterflies that you can hatch by lowering your heart rate. It's a stress animal that you can change the colors of the jaguar's fur by increasing your feelings of of focused calm. And that's a very long answer to your your question. I I love it. It, You really painted the experience. Yeah, you really painted the experience. And, you know... For me, the reason why I wanted to have you on this show is because as an owner of float cent, you know, four float centers, I'm always trying to figure out how to, number one, enhance the experience, you know, ancillary to the float experience, but also like really get a tool to help calm people down before they even enter the float tank. Um, I don't have any interest in trying to use this in a float tank. For those out there that might be curious, that's not what we're talking about here. So I've actually... You know, in full disclosure, I am an investor with Helium now. That's how much I believe in this and believe in Sarah. And so um, I just thought it would be interesting for people to know that we are bringing this to Flute 60. And we're still going to, um, you know, figure out what the right model is in terms of how we offer it commercially. But I'm less concerned about that. I just want to get it in people's hands at this point and get them in a calm state. So I don't know if you want to speak to that in terms of, um, you know, how that would work in your mind. And again, going back to my first comment about you and your exposure to the float industry, you were at the float conference, right? So how did your person kind of explain it? Yes. So essentially it is a portable digital chill pill that prepares you for the float tank. So before you go in, uh, just as you would have any other uh, different um, exercise and a float is a, is an exercise, um, a flavor of of an of an exercise. You would need to mentally prepare, and so inside the goggles, even without a, a wearable, you can be taken someplace else, and you can create a stored memory. And that's one of the things that we know through our research and and other re- uh, uh, external entities out there is that virtual reality creates unique stored memories and the brain ultimately believes what it sees if it's inside a waterfall you know you're not really inside the waterfall but you think you're inside a waterfall so before you go into that uh, float tank you can float through an ancient village and uh, draw closer to a sunset. And all of these experiences are about four to 10 minutes. And you can get a stored memory. And I'll tell you what, when you close your eyes inside that float tank, uh, you can recall that. 
in in your mind when when you were you were in there, and it's the same thing after you get out. Um, maybe you're someone after you get out that you you know want to um, uh, downshift your nervous system even more or transition before you go out into reality in the real world. Well, helium is that transition or that bridge that can take you from that feeling that you had inside uh, the, 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 the float and uh, downshift the nervous system and really set your intention for either the rest of the day or the rest of the night that you can take that feeling with you. Um, so it's just creating unique memories, a drugless, non-harmful way to prepare and also recover uh, pre and, and post float. All right, so I have a confession to make. <laughs> I have been very hesitant about VR for a long time for many, many reasons. Um, and my husband received an Oculus last year for a Christmas gift. And my whole family loves this thing. And he's been trying to get me, he, he said several times that there's meditation apps in there and I can try some of this sort of stuff. Um, and I don't know what my hesitation is at all. But hearing you speak about that, though, I'm like, okay, I think... I might go upstairs right after we finish and put that thing on and just see what that full experience is. I've tried VR stuff before, so I'm not saying that I've like never really done it, but I've never given it a fair chance, honestly. Um, and I don't, like I said, I don't know why, but I'm very, very curious. Um, and I don't know if it is because I know that it can kind of trick my brain and I like to be in control. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but I'm very, very curious about how that can kind of enhance um, the meditation, because I, I have experienced, you know, the biofeedback aspect and have found a great benefit in that. Um, it is fascinating to really realize that there are many times when I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm like, my, my thoughts aren't everywhere. And then all of a sudden I, I see my results or, you know, I get that biofeedback that's like, oh, yeah, you're a hot, stormy mess right now. You're really not as calm <laughs> as you think you are, um, which also is so helpful for me to understand those times when I'm like, why is my body having a stress response mentally? Like, I think I'm good, but my body mm -hmm. is like, you know, telling me something completely different. And so I think having that biofeedback come in is just so powerful. So I'm definitely going to have to try it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Please. Gr great, fe great feedback. And um, the first time you try it again, uh, don't use it without a wearable first get mm -hmm. used to what that that is like to be immersed yeah. in a in a different environment mm -hmm. and two um you might try to try to use it before you go to bed at night yeah. um it's a, a great tool to downshift um and uh it also you know because of the visual aspects i find i have some fascinating dreams so i'd be, mm -hmm. be curious um what your dreams are like Definitely, as well definitely i realized that you know for many weeks months even um i don't recall anything about my dreams and then i just got back from a really wonderful vacation where i truly disconnected and came back feeling you know refreshed and all of a sudden i'm having dreams every night and i wake up the next day and i'm like oh wait and i remember this and that was weird and i think a lot of it you know i get in that stress cycle um and don't 
realize that I'm missing the dream. So I think that'll be a really fun experiment to, to try and just see, especially now that I'm in this place where I am noticing my, my dreams and I'm remembering those things a lot more um, to see what that brings back if I use uh, technology like this. Uh, and, and Sarah, the really exciting thing for the trial that we're going to do, I'd, I'd love to understand the capabilities around measuring somebody uh, before they go in and then after they use the application and then going into the float tank and, you know, somehow having this this data connect over time would be really interesting just to kind of correlate this positive benefit of these lower markers that you're measuring to this experience, right? So people can actually now quantify the value where they can now. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really great idea. And, um, you know, you have quantitative data and, and, and qualitative data and, and helium, uh, you know, is, is different and then it provides that quantitative data on um, uh, brain patterns and heart rate so you have some kind of you know gravity t- to know uh, uh, how you how you've improved over time and so you could do a helium experience with a wearable before you went in or just you know with your mobile device and a smartwatch before you went in, and then after you went in, you could do another session to see how it actually changed. Yes. So, um, yeah, that, that it's a fascinating concept, and it absolutely has the ability to be measured inside the app, either in VR or AR. You get a helium score, which is your score associated with focused calm. You can see how many sessions you did, uh, how long you did them, and and the the difference in your score pre pre and post. So it's 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 a great idea to be able to add, you know, data to yeah. that float. That would be very exciting indeed. So we're going to shift gears just a little bit because we don't have a whole lot of time. And I'm really excited about your process of getting from idea to now a company that you have investors in. So. You know, can you tell us a little bit about your business history and your exposure and how the startup process has gone for you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So at the origins of our company are what we call nerdy playdates. And that's when a group of, and this is what we're having right now, right? Uh, you know, we are, you all are floats and technologists and I'm a storyteller. And so we're having a, a nerdy playdate and that's how Helium was born, was a nerdy playdate between immersive storytellers, virtual and augmented reality uh, technologists, back-end developers, front-end developers, and, and neurofeedback specialists. And it, it takes a village, right, to, to do all of that. And it's not a linear process in any way. But that process to create, we, you know, we made a lot of mistakes in, you know, the, the early days, specifically in thinking that neurofeedback, close your eyes neurofeedback, was going to be the same thing as open your eyes in neurofeedback. Because, and it's obviously, you know, uh, mm. completely different because you have visual stimuli during during wow. those ex- experiences and the brain obviously you know 
uh, reacts differently. And I will tell you, I am the technologist and not the scientist. My co-founder, Dr. Jeff Tarrant, is uh, he wrote the book literally on neuromeditation. And this is immersive neuromeditation. He has a great book out there as well. But uh, certainly not a, a linear process. But play was important. And sometimes in forming companies, we forget to play. We're so focused on creating something and, and you know, trying to ensure that it provides value for, for, for people that sometimes we, we can forget that the best way to discover that value is, is to play. And so we, you know, literally played by creating content. And then, you know, what is this? What does this show up like on the brain map? You know, what is what does this do? Uh, and we we played for years, and wow. that play was so important in the end in creating a, a product that provided value for people. Well, obviously, you have a great group of people around you, and you have patents. So, can you tell us a little bit about your, you know, your process of going through that, and you know what was involved in how you shaped that intellectual property and to protect it. Yeah, and I can talk on a high level, right, um, uh, about our IP, but it is, you know, essentially they're issued, issued patents and um, it's integrating the body's electricity, EEG, heart rate, skin conductance, a, a blood, blood pressure, and, and using them to modify and recommend assets inside virtual reality in environments. And... Yeah, that's, um, you know, our, our not just our product, but our core technology that powers Helium and can enable other creators the ability to power their experiences with the, the same kind of core technology that we're using in our own products. Amazing. So uh, then once you receive that, that patent, were you able to um, kind of open up new communities of investors, you know, just trying to get the audience a sense of how you grew this amazing business to where it is today? I think it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually in, in conversations with our customers, you know, we don't lead with that core technology. We lead with the stories because that's, you know, what, what they're interested in. But obviously in, in the investment com- community, they want to know about your moat and your, your ability to uh, protect some of those things. And, and we have successfully, de- you know, uh, demonstrated that we have the ability to protect our, our core, core technology. And as with any company, um, you know, investors are, are, looking for what makes this company different than any other company, uh, what's their mode or what's their barrier to entry that will uh, keep others out from, from doing those experiences. But in the end of, of, of the day, you know, what, what will prove to be most valuable for Helium? Is it the content that we create? Is it our IP? Is it our customer base? Is it our relationships? Is it our social purpose and our, our work with veterans? Or is it our stories? So that, that will be interesting to, to, to see. We'll have to come back uh, in, yes. in, in a bit and uh, see what that, what that cliffhanger was. Yes, and there's so many avenues that you can 
go down. So it's going to be really exciting to watch. And Kim, do you have any other questions before she tells us how to find helium? No, I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, learning about this and testing it out, though. Um, it sounds like something that could really help folks, like Laurie was saying earlier, really, and, and you were saying that getting them prepared for the float, getting them in the right state of mind. Um, but it could also be something that's just really beneficial to people, you know, at large. I think all of us are looking for ways to find a sense of relief and a sense of ease. And I'm all for any kind of a product or service that can help do that, you know. Absolutely. And I can't wait for you to try it. Yes. So Sarah, thank you so much for being on our show and tell everyone where they can find you mentioned it's on the app store for both uh, platforms, but uh, your website and how to get a hold of you if they want to learn more about helium for their float center. Sure. You can go to tryhelium.com and helium is spelled H-E-A-L-I-U-M. So T-R-Y helium.com. And you can find us on the app stores, any of the mobile app stores, iOS, Android. Just search Helium in the app store or on your Oculus or Pico headsets. In its simplest form, it's it's a free app to download. There's a, a two-week trial. And we have consumer licenses that are that are really affordable and would love your feedback. We also take requests of different experiences that you want us to create and look forward to getting it in the hands of many more float spas for that preparation and also that recovery after the float. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we absolutely loved having you. We missed uh, our boys tonight. It was a ladies-only power show tonight. So, um, Drew, Dylan, we missed you guys. Can't wait to have you back for the next episode. And until next time... Go find some peace in helium. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Gloria. And of course, thank you, Sarah, for joining on Art of the Float. As we close out here, I just want to give a few shout outs, a few thanks, of, of course, again to, to Kim and Gloria for hosting tonight while I was out and Drew were out. Beyond that, thank you so much for listening. We just appreciate you subscribing or clicking that follow button, listening every week. We appreciate you. Thanks to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon. It means a ton to us. It really does. Helps helps this show operate. And of course, big shout out to our sponsors, Helmbot and the FTA. Make sure that we're able to continually get awesome guests on here in conjunction with our amazing producer, Olga. Thank you so much for producing the show, making sure we have our guests on and show topics, all of that jazz. And hmm, I think that's it. All right, guys. We'll, uh, I think Kim already did her shout out. So I'll just say we'll see you next week.